the crowd won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is another episode of For, For the, the Skip Girls. Yeah. Crack open that Schlitz and have a beer with us. <laughs> yes, or your Olympia. It's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been fun doing the uh, Star Wars month. Yeah, it's without like doing a, Star Wars, a trip down a, a broken childhood, a really bad memory lane. <laughs> no, I enjoyed I enjoyed all those movies when I watched them as a child. You know, as one does. Because they all had something in them that sure, I liked. Sure. Even uh, yeah. Star I mean Star Crash had the like the Harryhausen robots. Yeah. And he had the the robot that's a cowboy. <laughs> I liked him too. I mean that's he put a <laughs> indelible <laughs> mark on me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love that character. When uh, I was a oh, kid. sure, 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 sure. Um, not so much now. He's not your favorite. No, anymore. yes. I mean, of that movie, yes, he's you, my favorite. It's you a, like him more than Han Solo, is what you're saying. No, man, from Star <laughs> <laughs> right, you can compare the two characters from different no. franchises. Well, there no, there is no franchise from Harrison Ford and the space robot cowboy, <laughs> whose name, and, who technically wasn't even in the movie, <laughs> and you know, and George Papard, you know. Oh. oh, yeah, George Papard. He was great, though. He was he great. Was great. But I mean, he's definitely not Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, no, he's Hannibal Smith, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, the, I mean, there's a ton of other ones that we didn't. You know, I, I was also thinking why I have a distaste for Marjo. Yeah. Because his name sounds too much like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Mongo. yeah, so yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. I wonder if his uh, full name actually was Marjorie, and they changed it to Marjo. I think, I think, I think it was his mother's father's name was Martin. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That is actually very father's correct. His father's name was Joseph. That is true. It was. It yeah. could have been Jomar, uh, which would have been a cool Star Wars name. Jomar. Marsif. Marsif. There you go. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like a Star Wars character. They all. Well, everything does if you put weird. <laughs> you know, what's your Star Wars yeah, name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked. I would watch any of those movies, and then subsequently buy the action figures, like Black Hole. Oh yeah. I like. Yeah, you yeah. know, that movie was boring. And I just. Not remember, good. I remember the action figures more than I do the actual movie. Yeah, same. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was. Uh, oh, what's his name? The the guy from Jackie Brown, uh, Robert something. Uh, yeah, Robert Paulson, Robert Stack, Robert. Nope. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I love how we. <laughs> Everyone out there knows yes. who you're talking about. Too. I love how this show just devolves into us hey. two old men trying to figure out. Remember that guy from the thing that was on that thing? Took uh, less than three minutes. This episode, Robert Forrester, I believe. That's it. Forrester, yeah. Forrester, Forrester. I think. Forrester. Yeah. Robert. For- not not Forrester. Okay, whatever. He's dead. Forrester. He's not going to complain. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went well, there. I'm sure he. It's has a kids. stepdad show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure his kids just love the Gen X Files. Um, I hope they do, actually. And your dad was it's a fine. very talented person. Uh, I've got Mark Forster right here. Uh, I met him, actually. Oh, yeah? I went to... Uh, Robert Forster? Yes. Okay, not his kid. Okay. No, I don't know even if he has children. But uh, <laughs> I was dating a girl at the time who was a uh, tour guide at Universal, and mm. they would get these little perks. And one of the perks was Robert Forster came <laughs> to give them a talk about, like, you know, being an actor and breaking into acting. 
So we got there a little bit late. And so we got in the elevator with him. And uh, nice. he was just like the nicest, most down-to-earth dude. Nice. Uh, the advice he gave these kids was great and totally practical and very humble. And, nice. you know, he nice. talked about how, you know, he thought his career, you know, it was going up and then it went down. He's like, look, man, I'm a journeyman actor. And yeah, I've been yeah. lucky enough to have breaks, but I've had deep pits and valleys. And that's what, you know, he was very honest about what the business was. And just a cool. very genuinely cool guy. And, like, one of those actors that's not like an actor. Yeah. But yeah. loves acting. Yeah. And, it, and that passion of, like, really liking being on sets and working with yeah. people in the collaborative yeah. effort, you know, that is the kind of actor that I like, you know, the one mm-hmm. that's, that's more, uh, about the community right. of the project right. rather than I need, I'm going yeah. to be a caveman for three months. I'm going to <laughs> poop in the corner. Somebody's going to take care of that because cavemen don't pick up the poops. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, don't yeah, push yeah, your, yeah. your insecurity crap on us, yeah. man. Ugh, whoever came up, Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's good to know that Robert Forster was a nice guy, uh, super nice he guy. Was, he was down to earth, and, right? I, and I have his action figure from oh, nice. uh, from from the from black, black hole. Black hole. Uh, wow, that's cool. Do you recreate your conversation in I do. the elevator with I do. your black hole yes. figure? I, I of course use Han Solo to represent myself <laughs> um, because that's the closest proximity uh, approximation to uh, my character. That's true, that's true. Um, but no, I, I I just loved anything. Anything fantasy, anything fantasy, yeah, yeah, anything like that, I was into because I could escape into it. Like I liked worlds that I could jump yeah. into and play in and be part of. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was the same thing with like any any of the Harryhausen stuff, any of the like the Sinbad movies or. Oh yeah, you know, any, for sure, yeah. for sure. So I just had a, a an affinity for that kind of thing, monster movies, anything yeah. that was just Clash of the Titans. Oh yeah, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, uh, monsters. Um, anything like creature feature. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite time of day. I'd come home from school and like, you know, they'd play some stupid monster movie every right. afternoon right. at three o'clock. And, but it was just, you know, and that's where you got to, to see your star crashes and your, right. You know, right. And these other things. And, you know, there was, like I said, there's, there's a, a million more that we didn't cover. <laughs> uh, there is a lot, but as a kid, it was fun because, <sighs> And I'm not saying that these movies took science fiction very seriously. No. But it led to science fiction becoming something that people took seriously. Which yeah. is yeah. to say, like, beforehand, you know, science fiction was the man with no brain, or the two-headed, right. you know, well, marine. There, there was a lot of, of B movie, B sci-fi Shock, movies. Because yeah. it, was, it was easy to do. You just had to have some weird conceit and mm. be like, here's the movie. And yes. it didn't matter if the plot actually worked or not. Let's bring this liver back to life. <laughs> Oh my God! It's it's it has sentience. Yeah, we we, we are on a planet. And it looks just like Earth, but it's not. Uh-huh. There's always the guy that's like, hey, always really dumb guy that's, <laughs> that somehow is an astronaut. I guess he's the mechanic. Yeah. Hey, hey, Charlie, I don't feel too good about this. <laughs> oh, this place looks pretty crazy. Uh, shut up, you. We're gonna make <laughs> it just fine. Now grab the ray pistol and let's go on. Put your space boots on. And let's go find these Amazon ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of just bad, bad, bad movies. And so sci-fi for the longest time was not taken seriously. I mean, it it until really 2001, uh, 
which kind of took it to an art house level, which to me, I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it almost overcorrected. And then people started thinking it's like, oh, it's snooty. Like, I don't get it. Why am I going to go do this? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But also people were too proud to be like, I didn't get it. Of course well, I got yes, it. Yes. Oh, that's the most brilliant movie I've ever seen. Of course. <laughs> yes. It was brilliant. And it did. I mean, it, it asked a lot of questions that weren't asked before. You know, questions oh, yeah, about yeah. the the dawn of humanity and the dawn of existence. You know, that's Point pretty heady stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and so. I think you're right. I think we needed that. Yes, 100%. To, to give it some sort of validity. And then you get Star Wars, which kind of bridges yeah. the gap between... Kind of pulled the pendulum back. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. And, it, it and just, made it accessible. It yeah. just made a really fun space western. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something that was visually unparalleled and unseen before. And just a brolicking fun movie that just captured the zeitgeist of the times <laughs> it definitely was i i remember distinctly remember star wars and, and its sequels being the movies that i always wish they would show on tv more and at the time not understanding how rights worked and all that stuff oh, but yeah. like i was like why isn't this on and then they would and then it would be like before the it was released on home video or at least for me on VHS, uh, which I believe was sometime in like '85 or '86 or something like that, '87. It was uh, it it was always just waiting to see if it was going to be on TV, and you know, having the USA Network be like, "Yeah, we're going to do marathon," and it was like, "Yay!" Yeah, yeah. I, I there was a snooty little rich boy in my grade school who claimed. That he had a print of Star Wars. Oh, really? His home that he could watch oh, anytime he wanted. Uh... So we're like, cool, invite us over. <laughs> oh, no. I can't invite the riffraff over. <laughs> so I'm highly suspect that he actually had one. But we're also jelly. Yeah. Even though well, it probably wasn't true. Probably Maybe it not. was. He was just, he was snotty enough that he would just sit by himself and watch it in his smugness. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, but everything changed when, uh, I, I believe the, f it wasn't the first time we had purchased it, but when they released the three together and it had, um, I believe it had some extra stuff at the end of each of the movies. Mm. Um, at least the ones on VHS. Um, I never had the laser discs or anything. Laser disc was the best. Yeah. And I will say this to this day, I think the best version of Star Wars. Yeah. Cause it's the original. I mean, yes, you have to flip. A disc six times, like, <laughs> you know. But if you had one of those multiplayers, no, but uh, no. I never I was no, lucky no. enough to have one of those giant multi-discs. Yeah. But anyway, it, I I think that transfer and that version, to, it, it, it might just be nostalgic because we would always throw on Empire Strikes Back mm -hmm. at, in my apartment. We would have a Super Bowl party every year. Oh yeah, and we would make chili. Nice. And so while we prepared for the party, it was always The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Wow. So on LaserDisc. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But it did. It definitely, Star Wars definitely made me love sci-fi. I mean, it's why I started reading sci-fi. And because and, it was like, oh, this can be fun. You yeah. know, like it's, it's super interesting. And really, it did what sci-fi had been doing for decades, at least in print, was telling a story just happens to be said in a sci-fi universe. You know, I mean, allegory was always the most important aspect of sci-fi to be able to talk about current problems in a different way. Mm -hmm. And and I and not that I think that 
Star Wars was trying to tell a, a big message or anything. Star Wars was trying to tell an Akira Kurosawa story <laughs> for an American audience. Um, yeah, uh, no, I agree. But I, but I mean, the, the other changes were, were it changed the way that we played because the figures yeah. that they released, these little guys, you know, back, you know, you had your big old GI Joes, which yeah. were hunking man, or your big gems, yeah. which were uh. about, you know. Two thirds of the size of your GI Joes. The big gems were cool. First of all, Jim. So I love the big gem. But it had this metal band that you put around its bicep, and if you flex the bicep, it would pop it off because his oh, little bicep would <laughs> weird. Would, would uh, yeah, man, they had some cool toys. Back there. <laughs> but they were big, and then they released these little guys uh, with Star Wars, which was make, makes it much more manageable, mm-hmm. and you can play with a much bigger group of little dudes and create. Right. You know it. Completely changed the way I played because I had oh, yeah. access to so many more little dudes and little dudettes that I could, you know, <laughs> right. form my adventures with. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely played with the Star Wars stuff a lot. I remember kind of vaguely, like my parents being like, "They'll be worth money someday," and it's like I'm sitting there, you know, pawing with my grubby hands, yeah. and like it's like, yeah, I'm six, and I'm like, they're not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy these. I think I kept a Jawa in in its packaging. Oh yeah, but then I, I ended up probably ripping it open after a couple of months. I just couldn't. Yeah, I, was, I didn't see the point. Yeah, I mean, I'd same. I'm the same way now. It's like I'm not gonna get something unless it's specifically like a piece of art that I'm putting up on a wall or on a shelf. Sure, but like it's a toy. Like it's supposed to be played with. Yeah. And you um, love playing with your toys. I do. I do. Just like Dark Helmet. Yeah. I, I live out my fantasies. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's right, Princess Leia. Come kiss me on oh. the face. Oh. Mew, mew, mew. Your helmet. It is so round. Dark Helmet. Mm. Um, well, well, what are you playing? Um, I've been uh, playing a lot of Far Cry 6. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry 6 is good. Uh, not a lot of people playing it anymore. Uh, well, here's the thing. So, And there's a tip for you gamers out there. All you... Pre-order Polly's and Paulettes. Um, we usually wait six months or so until the game is on sale, like half price. Yeah, and they've done all the patches and the bugs, and they've right. done like by the time we got to Far Cry, they added a bunch of crap that wasn't in the original. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the transmogrification and all that stuff yeah. wasn't in the original, or and even the the loadouts. Yeah, that wasn't in the original. So if you wait a few months, a you're going to get it for half price, and b you're going to get it complete. Because it yeah. usually takes about six or seven patches these days to get a game <laughs> to actually do what it's supposed to do. Remember true. when we just bought a game and put it in and played it? The worst thing you yeah. had to do is yeah. <laughs> you know, blow off the dust on your Nintendies, but that's yeah. it. But now yeah. it's like, oh, there's a 465 gigabyte patch day one. And then, ooh, that still doesn't work, so there's going to be another four. And you have these tiny little storage areas, you know, these tiny little drives yeah. And every patch of 15 to 20 gigs makes this monster <laughs> game like 150 gigs by the yeah. time you get there. So you can only put three games on your thing. That said, now, yeah, Far Cry. I've been playing Far Cry 6 Far Cry too. 6 is great. I, have been I think it's my favorite it. of the bunch. I, I agree. I think I agree. it is. The story is really good. The characters are really good. Um, I'm getting, I think I'm 85% now. I'm pretty close. Oh, I haven't even looked to see how close I am. But I definitely, I don't think, I think I only have a couple story missions left. Yeah. Uh, and I'm almost done clearing everything. But it's, the, the reason that I am enjoying it, and I think part of it is that because it's it's a group of rebels essentially overthrowing a dictator. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's, Star Wars. It is and, really you know, awesome. With Giancarlo Esposito as Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is really good. And it's beautiful looking. It's like Cuba. Yeah. It's like a... Yeah. a 
a fictionalized version of Cuba. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really great. Uh, it it uh, makes me a little winsome for the cruise that I went on last December and how I just want to get back to the Caribbean. Yeah, we joined a band of rebels. Yeah, overthrew that dictator. Got to do something. That was pretty crazy, yeah. man. I can't That's just the stand by. Far Cry Seven, Adam's Revenge. <laughs> um, also, yeah. been playing. Uh, we got a game called The Ascent, yeah, which is like a three-quarter view, kind of like a Diablo-style looter shooter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, set in a cyberpunk dystopian does, future. Does the twin stick thing uh, with the, the shooting and stuff, and and we can play together, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's nice to have. We we used to play GTA online a lot together. Yeah. We play a little bit of Far Cry together, but uh, but this is is something that we can you know go through the entire. It's like doing an RPG together. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I will say it I honestly think it might be one of the most beautiful games I've ever, oh, ever yeah. played. Like yeah. the amount of detail uh coming from this team of twelve people out of Sweden. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful. They used the Unreal Engine, I yeah. guess. I don't know if they used Unreal Engine Four. Four. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, man, have you seen the demos for Unreal Engine five? Yeah, there was uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely it's going to completely change gaming. Yeah. It's going yeah. to completely change. They there's these people these people these people uh that are cre- recreating games in Far Cry f- uh, Far Cry in uh Unreal Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. Like they did Cyberpunk. Oh yeah. And it looks on photo re- photorealistic. But pun intended. <laughs> it looks amazing. They did yeah. Red Dead. It looks amazing. It's just nice. it's it's going to be – the thing that's going to be kind of scary about it is it's going to be – they're going to make be able to make games that are basically playing movies. Yeah. And in Far Cry, it is really creepy oh, how absolutely yeah. <laughs> satisfying, like, sniper headshots and stuff yeah. are. You know? I'm not a violent guy. I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> I'm a, I love video game guns and I love video game violence. I just, you know, because it's pixels. There's nothing yeah. wrong with shooting things that are it's, pretend. It's fantasy. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. I'm, it's not like a, you know, a game of like, oh, I'm shooting Republicans. Or, you know, it's not like <laughs> some sort of, you know, revenge thing. It's just, it's fun. To to the, to play. It's the just, sound effects are so incredibly satisfying. Yes, the crunch and the pop and it's, the. I think it's because it's very cinematic, yeah. and I think that's why yes. it's because it feels visceral. like you're playing a movie, yeah. and it's and it's so visceral. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's God. it's really fun. So that's the thing that I'm worried about. It's like because there are <laughs> games like the the Sniper series. They they go like oh yeah. really in depth. You know, the you see the X-ray of the skull as the bullet pierces and blows Ugh. the brains out the back of the. Th- you know, that's a little excessive. I mean, I love that stuff. I'm not going to lie. I, I can't I mean, flaunt. I'm going to. I love it, but it's, it's really fascinating. Yeah. It is. You know, I get it. I get people being like, "Oh man, how can you enjoy that stuff?" It's just like I don't know. How can you enjoy yeah, what you enjoy? I'm not. I'm not taking out into the real world. Like, yes, I'm just I'm a middle-aged it. man who's. <laughs> you know, another game that I'm really that I picked up. Uh, that's completely opposite of all these is Ratchet and Clank. Oh the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rift Apart, I think it's Rift called. Rift Apart, yeah. It's be- It's one of the most beautiful games. If if you want, if you have a PS5 and you want to see what it can do, that's the game, because there's so much going on on screen, yeah. And you can just blip between worlds in, oh, nice. in this, you know, this uh, quantum materializer or whatever right, that right. you know 
his we have to find because it's going to ruin every universe because <laughs> you know it's another metaverse oh yeah situation yeah. but they do it really well and it's it's like playing a cartoon mm. and you know great voice acting great everything and uh it's just like a fun adventure game and it's yeah. very star warsy you know it's oh, very yeah. like you know it's a very cartoony sci-fi you know you got spaceships and different planets and right, you're going right. after the big bad and you know it's all oh, you got to fix time and you know, there's all these different characters that come up. But in a very Pixar-ish kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not schmaltzy. Sure. But sure. it's uh, it, it's it's funny, though. It's like yeah. it's got that, that definite, like, Pixar or DreamWorks sense of humor. Nice. You know, nice. That, that it knows what it is. I mean, they've done enough of these that they yeah. know yeah. how to do it. And they do it really, really well. It's it's really fun. And this is this one was made specifically for the PS5. I believe so. I believe I don't think that there's a PS4 version. I don't think it could run on the PS4 because of all the Oh yeah. The, there's so much on screen. It needed the solid state drive to be yeah. able to move so fast right. in between cuz that's right. the one thing the the biggest reason to get a PS5 over a PS4 is the speed. Yeah. I mean it's it it it's insane how quickly things load and you yeah. know I mean I I remember playing GTA online on the ps4 and it would take like sometimes you know four or five minutes oh yeah to get online yeah. and now it's like 20 30 Whoop. seconds yeah just takes no time no and time. it looks so great it looks amazing <laughs> uh but yeah i guess so yeah that's what we're playing yeah yeah i i'm almost done with far cry 6 so i, I i'm curious I don't know what I'm going to pick up next. I mean, I probably should finish Deathloop at some point. Yeah, because I want to um, play that. Yeah. That's why I'm doing uh, Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet so I can get that yeah. off to you and pressure right. you to, right. to get Deathloop Once off I finish me. Far Cry 6, I'll finish Deathloop, uh, which I got pretty far into it, but uh, they just released a new patch, so I think that there's a bunch of new stuff that's in it. See? Um, again, yeah, waited. Just wait long enough, and <laughs> there will be new free things that happen. But it's just sad. I mean, it just kind of blows that... That we're in a state where you can release an un- basically an unfinished game, basically a beta yeah. game in some yeah. As- respects. Yeah, I mean it's it is. I mean it's just weird the way that the industry has has become this, where it's like, yeah, we're gonna get it mostly done, and then don't worry, you'll get done eventually. You can enjoy it, but it, it will be better once we have everything done. Well, then delay it, man. I, I agree. I'm all I agree. for delays. This crunch time. This is what the the. I think this is what these video game executives don't understand, or the shareholders or whatever, yeah, the non-creatives, yeah. is that we'll wait. We're a patient group yeah. of people, gamers. And we would much rather wait six months to get a polished product than you right. jam it out like Cyberpunk did. Right. we got to wait a year and a half to have a playable version. You know, that's just... It's not acceptable. I, it, releasing a game that's unfinished, to me, speaks that they don't have uh, faith in the game and that it's going to do well. And that they're like, well, we'll just get it out and then be done with it. You know, Because I'm willing to wait if the game's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if it plays well and, and, and is fun. But, like, I – and I don't know if any games have been delayed where it's just been like, oh, God. But it's like, have you know, believe in your product. Like, you've got a good product. Like, just, you know, it's fine. We'll wait. At this point, just stop. Stop with the release dates. Because yeah. they you never make them. Uh, start, the one reason why I'm thinking about, you know, getting an Xbox mm-hmm. in the future is I, I want to get uh, Starfield. 
and there's another Bethesda game that's coming out that looks really cool. There's a, there's a, you know, yeah. and then next Skyrim is going to be an exclusive one right. to that. And I love those games, so it's I'm going to eventually have to get one, right? Because you know I I, I want to play them. But now I'm glad that Starfield got delayed till 2023 because mm. then I don't have to. I don't care, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, but I will, you know. I'll it, uh, hopefully it'll be great and right. I'll play it. Right. I have very high hopes for it. But uh, but yeah, I just I. I think release dates put too much pressure mm-hmm. on these companies and especially on the workers, the guys that have to do the crunch. And this crunch time, If for those of yeah. you who aren't into games or gaming, the, the crunch time is this period of time where the, the programmers have to just bust their asses and work yeah. like 20-hour days yeah. Yeah. to get through you know, for the delivery, to make the game gold, right. as right. they say, which is ready to sell. So, But it's very dangerous. It's, yeah. it's yeah. very unhealthy. And... Uh, you know, people have died from driving. I mean, this happens in, in yeah. Hollywood, too. I mean, yeah. people get too tired. You work 20 hours a day, and, you you know, people can't stay awake. They crash yeah, it's, or whatever. it's unhealthy, for sure. And it's just not – it's not good business, and no, it's not no. – you know, you don't want to burn your workers out. This the, the video game business, unfortunately, has got so much turnaround because people yeah. get so burnt out. Same thing yeah. with, like, visual effects and stuff. Oh, yeah. These, yeah. You know, these guys get used like tools. Right. And it's just, you know, they're not machines. They're human beings. There's only so much Red Bull and yeah. candy you can drink until your stomach just explodes <laughs> or your ulcer just starts bleeding everywhere. It's true. That's true. Again, this is also, I think, why I really like Far Cry 6, because it's about the people. It's about the yeah. people coming back and, you know, don't don't ruin our lives because you want to make money. Yeah, yes. It's it's about the resistance. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it's got, you know, there's so many great cutscenes with Giancarlo Esposito. And the oh, kid that so plays his son is really yeah. good, too. It's just a very Shakespearean kind of... So good. I, you this, know. This, some of the story, story twists are just incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I, I... Yes, the acting is top-notch from Giancarlo Esposito. Although I'm very much looking forward to ending him in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming be... we do. I don't know. Probably. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. The thing that bums me out about Far Cry... Is that they they do DLC, but it's never in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like it's always something different, which I think is cool. And and you know, it can be super fun. Like when they did Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon was, was so incredible. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just they the DLC for this has nothing to do because no. I love the the land. I want to continue the adventure there. Yeah. And there's so many you know different things to to. Upgrade and different things right. to find, and you know, I think I've almost found everything. By the way, yeah, it's going to be. I'm pretty close because it's definitely going to be a point where it's going to be like, well, there's just nothing else to do. Like you're done with it. What are you watching? Um, I uh, I just finished watching uh, Miracle Workers, uh, the the all three seasons, which is a great show. Yeah, great show. With uh, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. With Steve Buscemi and Daniel Buscemi. <laughs> Buscemi. I don't know why. I love him. He's Steve Buscemi. He's uh, a shame. Yeah, Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, and that young lady, what's her name? Yeah. It's long and she's fantastic. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to say it totally wrong. It's like Rothan, Ron, and something. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but it is an amazing. Rothan, I think, or I think something. So, yeah. Or something like that. I, yeah. Uh, but she's phenomenal in it absolutely phenomenal uh the dude especially in the third season the guy who plays her husband 
uh, finally has more to do and it's fantastic. Yeah, they have a great um, cast, and it's every season is different. The first one is in heaven, and then the second one is in uh, dark ages. Yeah, yeah, and the third one is in the Oregon Trail. <laughs> It's, but it's the same stable of actors playing different parts. And they, yeah. they add in new people. Like in the third season had Quinta Brunson, who has not been in any of the previous seasons. She was great. But it's kind of yeah. like, you know, a reincarnation series, basically. It's Where these it's people kind of yeah. are, these souls are within their lives. It almost feels right. like, you know, they, they all kind of went back to earth or whatever after the first season. Yeah, keep, I mean, it could be. Yeah, you know. yeah. There's a way, there's different ways to look at it, but it's a, it's a very unique and fun series. It's really cool. I, I, it's really funny and, and it's not, I mean, each, each episode's just around 20 minutes long and there's 10 episodes in each season. So for the first, which only has seven. So it's like, it's something you could easily binge over a weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it's fantastic. It's done really well. I'm hoping they do more. Uh, the third season of, the show had Daniel Radcliffe doing things that I never thought he would ever do yeah, on screen. Yeah, and uh, uh, Our Flag Means Death is another show that's oh, very similar. Phenomenal, yeah. Similar yeah. in tone, yeah. you know, and and, uh, and I hope that it comes back for a second season. I, it should. I mean, it's been dominating the yeah. streaming numbers, so, I mean, it should. It's also another one where you can just kind of binge in a weekend. Yes, for sure, for sure. Or like our friend V, watch five or six times yeah. <laughs> over the course of three weeks, yeah. uh, which is fantastic. I mean, it's a great show, and to be honest, I'm considering watching it again because yeah. it, it is so, one of the greatest relationship arcs I've ever seen in a show. Yeah, and Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, it's the best thing he's ever done acting-wise. Uh, we did just start watching the third season of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, we've only watched a couple episodes. Oh, that's that. great, too. Yeah, um, which is great. Uh, we did watch, last weekend, we watched the new Firestarter, uh, which was on Peacock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not... Watch the original. Yeah. It's much more interesting. They didn't. They took the really interesting parts of the... At least to me. Like, the interesting parts were the manipulation of Charlie when she was at the shop. Yeah. And the Indian, I'm not sure. You know. uh, yeah. I think that I mean the, I think that's what they call him in the book. I'm not yeah, 100% yeah. sure. But he was played by George C. Scott in the original with a little ponytail <laughs> to to show that he was Native American, <laughs> I suppose. Little, yeah. But it was such a it, he she didn't know that he was the one right that captured her. so they had this relationship. Right. It was it was just this version was just much more kind of straightforward. There's the bad guy. We don't yeah. want to get caught. Now we're going to, you know, it was just a lot of Violence and revenge, and it it seemed to be oversimplified for a story that didn't need it. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. like it took out all the the fun, it took out all the guts and the interesting things. If you've never seen the original, I'm sure the movie it's not great, but I'm sure it's probably passable. But like knowing that there was deeper stuff to it that that they just left out for no reason. It's like I, Cujo to me. I think it's a really underrated Stephen King yeah. movie that if you watch again, you're gonna find stuff that's really good and interesting about it, and. uh George C. Scott's great in it, and Keith David or David Keith. I always get those two guys mixed up. <laughs> I always, I'm like, I think it's David Keith. I think it's David Keith because I think Keith David is is from the, the other They guy. Live. They Live guy. That's right. I think that's Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. Keith David. I love Keith David. David Keith is great though, and Drew it's Barrymore. Berries. That was. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get two over the bear? Uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> that's uh, what I was trying to think of. He was in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, something about Mary. Yes. Yeah. But uh, both excellent actors. Um, yeah, yeah. But for yeah, sure. check out the original if you want to see. Zach Efron's fine. Everybody's fine. Yeah, I mean, they were. 
it was, the girl was fine. Uh, I don't even know her name. Um, just didn't have any fine. guts. It didn't it, have any. And and the guy who played the the as the the quote unquote Indian, uh, he he was much better by the end of the movie. Like yeah. he had a, a better arc. But he didn't get that fun part of no, being duplicitous no. that it, I it think would, really yeah. makes the character interesting. They kind of had that in his like, you know, oh I feel bad. But yeah. I don't know. It's just it's I don't remember a lot that happened, which just to me makes it a forgettable movie. Yeah. It was it was it was definitely the writing. The writing was not great. And And you have such great source material. Yeah, it, there's no you know? excuse for it. You yeah. don't change Stephen King's story. Yeah. It's yeah. a good story. Read the book, maybe watch the old one. You don't need to watch Definitely it. read the book. Uh the book is great. And definitely definitely watch the old one. I it's much better. Drew Barrymore is awesome in it. Yeah. She's very cute. Um and she burns people to death. And they didn't like, actually use special effects. She actually can cause fire to spring up everywhere. Yeah, which um, was really uh, problematic in her drinking days. That's why she drank a lot. She was trying to, to hide <laughs> yes. from the fire she was starting all the wow. time. Yeah, it was very complicated. Now she has a talk show. Yeah. No and now, fires. Now she only sets fire to PAs that don't get, bring her coffee that's hot enough. That's yeah. Ellen. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. And she doesn't set them on fire. She just strangles them with her hands. <laughs> yeah, so the dances. <laughs> Um, I was watching uh, The New Kids in the Hall. Yes, I need to watch that still. Uh, I think I'm a couple episodes in, and it is brilliant. Uh, It is so good to see those sons of bitches back. Yeah. And they're just as – they're not as angry, but they're just as funny, (laughs) and they are fearless. Yeah. Fearless. Yeah. It's it's insane. (laughs) Just – it's and it's literally the same show, same opening, but yeah, they're old. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> they they and it's the they buried them at the end of the of yeah, the last yeah, one, and yeah. they dug them up at the beginning. Of the, I mean, it's just a continuation, and they just do. Nobody does sketch like them. It's just yeah. so and all these characters that you just you know, like Paul Bellini is yeah, back, yeah. the guy with the towel, you know, but he's just, old. he he's looks exactly so the same, yeah. but it's, his hair's gray, you know? <laughs> and, and then these guys just look rough, especially uh, Kevin McDonald, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Looks like they pulled him out of some nut house or something <laughs> and just was like, okay, act. But it's great. It's so great. And they are still so hilarious. And I, I had the pleasure of working with four of the five of them, and I will say, talking about Nice guys. They are four of the nicest guys I've ever met. They're Canadian. I, <laughs> All hey, Canadians now, are nice. Yeah, but the Canadian has their fair share of serial killers. So okay, but they're polite. Saying, hey, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. I have I'm to sorry. cut off your head now. I'm sorry. I'm stabbing you. Uh, but just blame my dad. I'm. But it, sorry. <laughs> they were just. It was just nice. It was nice to be working with nice people. Yeah, I, it always is. And in doing, and it was stage stuff. It was like random theater stuff. So it was. It was really nice. I mean, stuff they didn't have to be doing, but they did it because they loved it. They loved performing. Yeah. They did a couple of the old sketches and like. Um, it was. It was great. Uh, the um, Scott Thompson was the only one that wasn't there, and he was supposed to be, and it was going to be the first time all five guys appeared on stage together in like Ooh. twenty years or something, but. He apparently missed a flight out of Toronto. Sounds like him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, he wasn't originally in the group. Oh, really? No, yeah, I they. Know t- I knit. I they were on some talk show, and and I had never really yeah. known the origin of these guys. But I guess two of them were in the Kids in the Hall, and then two of them were in some other comedy group, and then oh, somehow wow. the four of them got together, and Scott Thompson was in the audience, and he was like, <laughs> "I really need to be a part of this." <laughs> nice. So I think he like started throwing fruit or something at them <laughs> and which was like 
<laughs> or like you know heckling them or something and it's like somehow he just mushed his way into their lives oh, and so forced himself He's into the group so funny he is so fantastic oh my god he is they're all hilarious yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. in their own way unique way so hilarious and they i mean they contend with all the things you know like that might not be as acceptable today <laughs> and, but right. it's just great it's just great to see them back together and it's great that they are so sharp and funny yeah and the show is worth doing and it i know that they were like we're not doing this unless it's something that's completely oh yeah you know relevant and perfect sure, sure. and you know so i mean if it I'm, I'm sure their level of of perfection with it is the reason they haven't done it in 20 years. Sure, you know, I mean it's it's or 20 plus years. You know, I mean there was no reason, and they've all had really good careers since then. And yeah. but it's awesome to see them coming back. But I, yeah, I mean I'm 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 parsing it out because I don't want to jam through this. Like I yeah, just want to yeah. kind of watch a couple episodes every weekend and and yeah. you know take my time with this one because it's really good. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, check yeah, out. yeah. I also started watching that Bosch Legacy. Oh, the new one on. I really like Bosch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm kind of bummed it's on Freebie. Yeah, uh, I don't know why they renamed like Amazon. Put them on their stepchild network of you know with we have to watch ads, but uh, I want it's good. I mean, it's a good continuation of the story. If you're Bosch fans, um, yeah. you know the cast is back. He's now uh-huh. PI. Oh, nice! Nice. His daughter's rookie on the force now. That was—is that the one with uh, Katie Sackhoff? No, I'm thinking of no. That's uh, Longmire. I'm thinking of Longmire. <laughs> Sorry, I watched Wrong that old one. white guy. Yeah, man, Longmire did not know what to do with Katie Sackhoff, and then <laughs> by the end of the show, they made them get together like that was something that everybody what? was wanting. Was this eighty-year-old man oh, and Katie Sackhoff no. to hit the cheats? That seems odd. It was so odd because it seemed like throughout the entire show she was kind of like a daughter figure, even though he had a daughter. Yeah. But again, they didn't really know what to do with her character. Like, it sucked because she's great. Right. And I was really excited that she was in the show. And it's a good show. I enjoyed the show. Yeah. Yeah. But her character was always like, well, let's get her divorced. Let's do that. She's got a crush on him, blah, blah, blah. And then they just kind of forced this love affair in the last season and That's it's like so weird yeah it just, spoiler alert yeah God, that, makes, that makes me want to watch it less yeah I mean, it bummed me out it just wasn't it was just kind of gross because i mean no yeah, offense i'm probably close to his age or whatever but i you know nobody wants to see some you know old wrinkly dude rolling around on some young girl except <laughs> the old wrinkly dude uh t- although technically katie Sackhoff is not she's not very young. Well, she's in her 30s or 40s. She's in her 40s. Well, he, this but, guy's uh, in his 60s. And I'm not saying that it's like it's bad <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And love is love. But this is TV and, you know. It's weird. It's still weird. Like, I mean, especially after, what, six seasons of that not happening? Yeah. And, it's just, it's not what we were. I think they misjudged what the fans were, were wanting. Yeah. We weren't shipping those two together. So, anyway. That was, <laughs> you know. Um <laughs> Uh, on the flip side, yeah. I've been watching a little bit of that outer uh, range. Outer range, yeah. And uh, Josh Brolin, his wife is played by uh, Lily Taylor. Oh yeah, so very age appropriate. Nice, nice. Very like, and she—it's so great to see her They're back. Both She's really great back. actors, yeah. And and it's it's a pretty interesting show too. Yeah, it's a cool kind of moody show. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, 
Uh, and oh, and speaking of our '80s favorites, uh, oh, uh, uh, Will Patton. Well, you know Will Patton. Yeah. You know from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the a, blonde guy. You know Apollo Thirteen yeah. and. He's, yeah. really serious. He's kind of the bad guy. Oh really? Okay. He's a rich okay. guy. Wants my land. God, wasn't he? Wasn't he just in something we watched? I think so. And I was He's like, oh, my God, it's Will Patton. Yeah, I love him. It was, uh, it was uh, the Purge, uh, uh, oh, Forever Purge forever or whatever. Purge. Uh, talk about a franchise that went downhill. Yeah, I felt Didn't sweet. really have too far where to go, no. but it was, it was not a good movie. No, I mean, I think they've wrung all they can out of the Purge. Yeah. I think it's been milked to death. Although, I've not watched the TV show, so I don't know if the TV show's any good or not. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know if I need to watch 10 hours of I think the Purge. The best Purge... That I saw was the Rick and Morty version of The Purge. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I went into the theater. I went to the theater and I saw the new Doctor Strange movie. Um, it was uh, it was good. It was fun. I mean, I I definitely I went into it. Phoebe and I went and saw it, and she has not watched any of the TV shows. Mm. And I was like. I apologize in advance if the storyline is confusing at all, because it's essentially wrapping up like two different TV shows plus a sequel to a movie. Well, and... It seems like they'd have to do that in a way that would assume that most of the people wouldn't be watching it. it yes, and 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 after the movie, she did say I was never confused. I follow along fine, and she's like, I definitely understood that if you had seen this stuff, you probably would have gotten more out of it. Mm. Um, but it was good. I. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was really interesting. It introduces a. I, I'm really hoping that they stop with the multiverse stuff soon. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, that's everything now, though. Yeah. Everything. There's like a multiverse Warner Brothers video game coming out, which yeah. kind of looks interesting, but it's like Batman fighting Shaggy and somehow Shaggy yeah. from Scooby. Oh, gosh. Mm. Powers now. I'm, Zoinks. I'm throw sandwiches at you. And yeah. Bugs Bunny. You know, it's like. Yeah, I just. I don't. I mean, in that case, like, it's a fighting game. Sure, whatever. Uh, but, like, I just am – I'm just afraid. Following comics back in the day, DC tried to do this multiversal thing, and then eventually they had to restart everything, like, 18 times, and it got ridiculous. And then they did the same thing with the movies. They kept trying to make a universe, and it didn't work. And I I trust Marvel, and I trust Kevin Feig to be able to to handle it properly. But it's already getting to the point where I'm like, it's getting – it's already getting bloated. And yeah. It's like okay. I'm also kind of just losing interest, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. fine. I I'll watch Doctor Strange when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, we haven't watched Moon Knight yet, I, which hopefully we'll do soon. I would really like to watch it. I've heard good things. Um, you know, I have no desire to see Morbius. I, just, it, see, I don't even really consider that to be. I guess it's part of the universe, but it's, well, it is. I mean, maybe. I mean, but it's like. You know, the new Batman movie is part of Universe 43, you know, or some specific DC universe within the multiverse. So, you know, it gives them an excuse to make whatever they want to make, and they could just say, oh, it's part of the multiverse. Thanks, Spider-Man. This is is exactly what... The Marvel, the, the MCU is following what they did in the comics, which the main universe that we saw, the Infinity Saga and all that, was Earth 616, and then everything else is whatever three-digit number they want to throw out and just, like, it's, oh, I'm from this place, and I'm from this place, and Yeah, it's kind of a cop-out. I did... uh, Agreed. um, I finally watched the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah, yeah. I rented it. You even rented it, wow. I paid $3. (laughs) All three bucks. Um, I wanted to see it. I've been... I really wanted to see it, and I really liked it. I really liked it. It was a cute, fun movie. The kids were great. Uh, It was... 
you know, they didn't even need the guys to come back, but it was fun to see them come yeah. back. Yeah. And it just was a nice, it, w- it was cool that they took it out of the city. Right. Put it in the right. country. Yeah. And it gave it a different vibe. And, you know, it had the people's sexiest man of the year in it. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. The, my nemesis. <laughs> Paul Rudd. As Paul Rudd gets older and looks good, I take his age. <laughs> yeah. I'm Paul Rudd's Dorian, Dorian Gray painting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he's my competition, even though he has no idea who I am. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you, Mr. Rudd. No, uh, he's great. The uh, the actress who I'm not too familiar with, who played the mom, she was excellent. The you know the kids did it have kind of a Stranger Things feel to it with the kids. No, because it felt like that's what they were trying to promote with the the trailer and stuff. Kind of, but not really, because the 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 little Egon girl was very much like Egon, the yeah. actress. Uh, I don't know her name, uh, but she's great. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the little boy who played podcast. He's a little guy, and he had this mic, and he uh, was podcasting the entire As we walk into the room, she, this kid was a revelation. Like, nice. I want to see this. Nice. I, I, I think I told you this. I want them to make a Goonies movie just so this kid can star in it. Nice. Because nice. he's got such – I think he did, like – I think they found him doing – uh, red carpet interviews. Oh, okay. On, this sounds on, familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, for award shows and stuff. But he's just got the biggest personality, <laughs> and he is just so good and just the most instantly likable actor I've seen in the wow. longest time. Yeah, wow. like like he stole the show for me. Wow, and okay. and he stole the show from a, a really great actor. He's like Wolf, Finn, Finn Wolfhard, Sword, or whatever that kid's Finn name Wolfhard. is. Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. I mean, is he's great. Him? That's in it. Is it Finn mm-hmm. Wolfhard? Okay. Yeah. And, and and it's great because they all kind of have – I like the stories where there's disparate stories that all come together. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I love about Stranger Things. This, the first yeah. season of Stranger Things, there's like four different quests going on, and they right. all come together at the end to fight together. And, and they've all been through enough crap that we – the beauty of that – is they all get to, they all go through enough crap that there's nobody that's like I don't believe you right. we're not going to do right. this I'm not <laughs> going to be a part of this craziness because they've all been through the craziness they're like let's just do this yeah. you know and yeah. and I love that kind of realistic stuff and then that's kind of the vibe Ghostbusters nice Afterlife okay. had it was just a neat little movie that add, that doesn't take away right. from the franchise and I think it adds a nice little corner a nice okay. little story. And and it and it adds the old guys really well, and it's like it's cool to yeah. see them. And there's a, and the 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 little tag at the end uh, is a little bit with uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a little bit with Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver, and it's oh nice, nice, it's so fun to see. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's cute. I totally recommend it. I the way you describe that is how I felt about the new Matrix movie. Like it, I didn't feel like it took away from anything, but it definitely it was like oh, it's fun to be with these characters for a couple hours. I enjoyed it. Then, I really, I and did. Then it's like it's done, and that's fine. <laughs> I think yeah. it seems to me that Keanu Reeves is having more fun. Yeah, in his roles. Yeah, you know, there's somebody else too that was talking about how, I forget which actor it is, but he, he was like, you know, I was so serious about everything. And then right. he decided, oh, I just want to have fun. And then, you know, he's like, I got so much better and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, it is supposed to be fun. You know, you're just yeah. doing make-believe. Yeah. You're, you're basically <laughs> kids in costumes. You know, you get to 
to play in a well now you get to play in a big green room but <laughs> sometimes you get to play in big sets and stuff and put on costumes and there's no movie that isn't just pretend and fake i don't care how serious it yeah. is i don't yeah. care you know what the subject matter is there's definitely very powerful movies that affect people's lives and stuff but what you're doing you're still just pretending you yeah. know you're yeah. all a bunch of people on a set, making believe. I don't care how yeah. great you are crying. You're still pretending. Yeah. You know? And but, I don't mean to... Yeah. I mean, look, I'm an actor, too. I don't mean to discount how powerful and whatever this can be, but let's not take ourselves too seriously. No, 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 no. That was uh, when I worked on... Uh, I worked on a TV show, Justice. Uh, it was a short-lived TV show on Fox. And and I'm sure I probably said this before in previous episodes, but there was a director who, every time he, he worked with us... the before they rolled, every time he was like, "All right, people, this is not rocket science. We're just making movies." Yes, yes, and it's the truth. And yeah, look, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, when you have two hundred million dollars, I mean, right. it's like it's like building a skyscraper in two months. Yeah, 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 and then you know that skyscraper is either going to get full tenancy or it's going to. Get blown up. I can imagine that the pressure of helming something or starring in something that yeah. has so much expectation to make a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. And if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a failure. Oh, and you're going to be I, thrown into the, you know, into the podcasting world. <laughs> and you'll never be able to act again. It's it, it, look at the the Doctor Strange. It came out and it and it, its opening weekend it did like 135 million dollars, which is insane. Yeah, it's insane for three days. The second weekend it dropped down to like 65 million dollars, and they were starting to call it a flop. And I'm just like, it's already made yeah. like 600 million dollars worldwide. It's, what are you talking about? Well, I you know, I remember a time. Where nobody gave a shit about the box office. Right. We didn't right. read the box office. I'm, yeah. I blame Entertainment Weekly for this, yeah. by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're the ones who started the whole list of, you know, I don't know if they were the first ones to start it, but it was the first time I paid attention, yeah. really. Yeah. And it takes away, nobody, cared. you know, the business people cared, but the public right. wasn't like, you know, because a movie would stay in the theater for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. You know? It'd be there forever. <laughs> really, seriously, it was like, that's no joke either. Yeah, like, yeah. a movie could play for like for a, two a years. Time. I'm sure the Star Wars did. There's no home video. There was no, yeah. you know. So it didn't, you could creep your way up to making your money back. Yeah. And nobody, yeah. you know, nobody was like, oh, Oh, let's go see the new Abbott and Costello movie. Mm, I don't know, Rick. Abbott and Costello had only made $35,000. It sounds like it's a failure, a flop. But they're my favorite group. They're my favorite yes. duo. It doesn't matter. Their movie's a flop. It didn't make any money. Let's go see the movie with Gene Hardo. And, you know, I mean, it's just stupid. It's like, you if, know. If box office predicts how you're going to like a movie, then you're mired way too far in late-stage capitalism. I've always had a problem with people using the word failure when it comes to art. Yes. Because I, yes. I think the act of creating something is the success. Yeah. Art is not about commerce. And, you know, if you make a movie and 30 people see it and one person, it changes their life for the better. Right. That's what that movie was made for. Yeah. Because art, completing art in itself is is the end result. Yeah. And if people like it or don't, that's not up to you. 
Yeah, up to yeah. you is to find in your soul what you want to create, what you want to express, what you want to share with the world. Right. And if the world is like, I ain't gonna share. <laughs> You're a unique person. <laughs> no one, <laughs> no one agrees with you. It on doesn't that. make it a failure. I just, I don't like those terms. No, I agree. I agree. You know? Especially considering how hard it is to get movies made. Oh Every God. single movie that gets released in the theater, there are thousands of movies that never get made yeah. or almost get made and then don't. And then it's like, just be happy that you're doing it. I've helped make several movies that dozens of people have seen, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. But I don't regret most of those choices, no, you know? No. I don't look at any of them as failures, none of them. Right. I look at all of them as successes because we completed them. Yeah. And in yeah. some respects... It took us five years to yeah. finish, you know, and that's not a failure, man. That is dedication to your art and art is subjective and other, you know, how many artists like Jim Thompson or Van Gogh or how many different people found no success right. while they right. were alive? They were quote unquote, quote fingers failures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then after they die, bing, bang, boom, these guys, you know. <laughs> Or, or skyrocket to the top. It's just it. It's just silly. It's a silly. What you? It's just non-artistic people need to find a way. There's you can't wrap your mind around something creative if you're not a creative person, and you have to yeah, kind of judge yeah. it in a way that fits into your mental capacity. Right. I'm not saying these guys are dummies or anything. No, no. I'm it's just saying a that you different know, worldview. Yeah. yeah. And when you mix business with art. Yeah. You know, and you got these executives and these people that are usually not creatives. You know, that's where right. we get the problem and that's where we get the failures and the cancelization. Like so many television shows got canceled. It was a bloodbath. Oh yeah. yeah. Keenan's gone. Great oh, show. Oh man, that's too bad. Keenan is the kind of show that given two or three seasons, it would be right. you know, the Cosby show. But you know what I mean. Like back in with the Cosby <laughs> but show. But in the best yes, way. Yeah. Before we all knew what a monster Cosby was. And also, um Mr. Mayor too got canceled. Oh which really? Is such oh that's too bad. A fun, diverse show that again Yeah. Given two or three seasons, it would it could have easily been another Thirty Rock or another yeah. off. You know, yeah. just it needs the time. You and know, they, they used to do that. I mean, the first season of Seinfeld was not very good. Cheers too. Yeah, Cheers took three seasons. Yeah, to before it would crack of, the top ten. And and even then, after it kind of found its way, it 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 realized that it it shouldn't have been about Sam and Diane, and they shook it all up. And yeah. and the show, you know, I mean, by that point, the show was was doing doing fine, but yeah. but yeah, it's not. They used to be able, but this is also back in the day when there weren't a thousand different TV shows available, and there weren't, you know. But they still would shoot a ton of pilots, and things yeah. would get canceled. Well, of course, but, of course, but but certain executives had like pet projects or projects that they could yeah. actually see beyond, you know, right. two weeks. Right. And be like, okay, I see the potential for this. It's a yeah. little ahead of its time. It needs to find the audience. The, the right audience needs to find it. And when they do, yeah. it's going to take off like gangbusters. And that's those are the good guys. Those are the guys that run a successful right. Right. television station or streaming company or whatever. Right. You know, it's the ones that are just like, cut it, cut it, cancel, cancel, cancel. You know, yeah, try this new thing. Try this new thing. Try this new thing. Cut all the. We're going to get rid of all the comedies and we're going to do just reality shows. Yeah, you know, reality shows are all going to cut all the reality shows. We're going to, you know, it's just like it's whatever is of the time. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood, and, and TV have been doing that for years. I mean, it's is 
evidence from the great rural purge that we talked about <laughs> yeah. uh, previously. But um, yeah, it's not, I mean it's going to keep happening. So it's it's it, find the stuff you like and watch it. Be be appreciative of the fact that there was what two seasons of Mr. Mayor, three mm-hmm. seasons of Keenan. Like I, they all just they're there. They end on cliffhangers that we'll never uh, see. There's I so many s- series that just left me in limbo, and that's why I'm so concerned yeah. about. Our flag means death because, again, it's like if that's the ending of the show. I was talking to V, and I was like, if that's the ending of the show, it's the saddest ending ever, you know? (laughs) It is. It is. God, I hope not. There was some other show. Oh, um, oh, good Lord. That – what's that animated show the Conan O'Brien produces? Oh, uh, Final Space. Final Space. Good. That got canceled, I believe. And the ending of that show makes it the worst ending of any show ever. It's so bleak (laughs) and horrifying for for like a funny, fun show. But it's just, and that show had a lot of hidden depth. Oh, yeah. That was a very complicated, fun show. Great show. That's the thing. It's like, oh, it's complicated, fun, and and challenging. So, well, let's cancel it. (laughs) Give us a movie or something. Maybe HBO Max might give us a movie or something. I mean, that's the one. The one thing that we have now is a show isn't necessarily dead when it's dead yeah a streaming service you know like brooklyn 99 got picked up like two or three times you know uh and so it's like you know there is hope for certain things um but i don't i I doubt that keenan and (laughs) mr mayor is going to be picked up by some streaming service it's just you know yeah. Well, speaking of losing hope, uh, we're out of time, and we're going to go into our June Doom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to do a little bit of Night of the Comet. Yeah. And a little bit of The Golden Child. Uh, yeah, what was <laughs> I want the knife. Um, uh, and then, oh, baby, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the end of the world in different ways and, and how it can be averted. Oh, yeah. Jack Burton here. <laughs> Your old pal. Driving down the road in my big rig. And I'm going to tell you something. Supernatural is real and it's coming through. And your old pal, Jack. <laughs> so come join us next week when we're back with June Dew. The... The... I can't think of his name. <laughs> We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Good times. Already in progress.